In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I've decided this year to uh, present my Dean's report in the context of the Sunday liturgy, and in particular within the, the tapestry of beautiful texts appointed for the feast of the presentation. There could be no better day in a certain way. As many of you may know, uh, two key texts, both interestingly from the Old Testament, uh, frame my conception of the Christian life. Moses' barefooted, undefended encounter with the great burning but not consumed I am at the burning bush. And Jacob's, surely God is in this place and I did not know it. When we wander wonderingly off the beaten track of mechanical routine, step off the hamster wheel of self-improvement, getting and spending when we take off our shoes, lay gently aside our captivity to diminishing stories of fear, scarcity, and lack, the ever-ancient, ever-new, present, fresh, effervescent wakefulness of God, the living flame of love shines forth. So here, now, right in the midst of wherever, however, and whoever we happen to be at any given time, we stop, we stay, we remain and abide, and slowly what has always already been the case flames forth like shining from shook foil. Gee, God really is in this place, and I haven't noticed it. God really is in this traffic jam, this illness, this grief and sorrow. God's presence doesn't prevent these things from arising, but allows us to hold it all more lightly, more lovingly, to know it actually as all already held in a big, wide embrace where nothing, not nothing, can separate us from the love of God. That's why a place like this uh, exists. To wake us from our slumber, to wonder, to awe, to our inseparability from God. St. Mark's is a school of love where we're loved into loving others. We encounter the transformative love of God, of course, through prayer, dwelling on God's Word in Scripture, worshiping together in community, and find ourselves being poured out in loving service to the last, the least, the lost, and the left behind as bearers in flawed and foibled clay jars, admittedly, as bearers of that very same love we have received. A cathedral, like actually any place, a human being consents to God's presence and action in their life is first and foremost a dwelling place for God where the invitation is for everyone, regardless of race, class, gender, sexual orientation, political affiliation, nationality, everyone to encounter the love of God just as we are. Not once we get the correct beliefs between our ears, not once we get our act together and do a little improving, but here, now, just as we are. No exceptions. 
We dwell with the one who dwells with us like sparrows nested on the altar. So close, so intimate, nestling, snuggling, laying our weary heads on the shoulder of the beautiful one, old easy yoke, as I call him, that we might be his beauty poured out for others. Some new song, the song of love melting in love, as Teresa Babila calls it, comes to be sung in us. And we find ourselves danced away from our self-centered dream of life with our judgments, our requirements, and demands at the center to others as love hands and feet. We go as God's hands and feet and voice and witness in a broken and hurting world. So this morning, I think it's my job to do a little God-spotting from the midst of our cathedral family to see with Simeon by the power of the Holy Spirit God singing and dancing in our midst. Remember God-spotting from the last Sunday in Lent three years ago? You probably don't. When the pandemic first hit, it's on YouTube. It's the practice, needless to say, of stopping, instilling, looking, and beginning to see from provision and abundance as a poet of the sacred ordinary here and now, dust motes, dancing in a shaft of sun, a steadying elbow on the way to the altar rail, a baby squawking her alleluia as the gospel's being read where we've come from, where we are, and where God is leading us. Surely God is in this place, and it's my privilege to look with you and see, to name and lift up. Wonder in the Spirit where this windy, breezy, blowing, I know not where God of ours, who's always passing by, is calling us next as beloved community. So I'm going to use this little refrain throughout. Mine eyes have seen. Mine eyes have seen people gathering for morning prayer on Zoom to listen to God's word and scripture, to hold each other and the entire world in prayer, to confess how we've fallen short and missed the mark and ask God for help to do the work we have each in our own way been given to do. Mine eyes have seen little ones gathering in godly play under Brooks' faithful guidance and care to learn and wonder their way through the stories of God's saving work. Mine eyes have seen folks hurt by religious traditions that convinced them God was more like a 15-foot crocodile waiting to eat us than a God who only wants to feed us. I've seen them come together, share their hurts, and begin to heal. Thank you. Holly and Camille. My eyes have seen youth gather to be formed and learn to pray God's word, be still before him in silence, go out on mission as God's hands and feet and preach God's word to us. Thank you, Shannon and Holly and Ian and Pat. Mine eyes have seen a newcomer's ministry that meets each person each person where they are as the very welcome they have received in Christ, who welcomes all. 
and that manifests in the abundance and enoughness of coffee hour, wedding feasts, no white robe required. Thank you, Carla and Sheila and Maddie and Maggie and Jason and everyone who's donated goodies. Mine eyes have seen record numbers of folks catechized, baptized, and confirmed in the faith. People who freed from the slavery, the fear of death, go forth as bread to feed, go forth as water to wash and oil to heal, wine to slake the thirst of the parched. Thanks be to God. Mine eyes have seen lunch break masses with Mother Holly, the word broken open for a full house, prayers offered up, Jesus' body and blood shared, the medicine of immortality pressed into each precious palm, lifted to each precious set of lips, and then us kicked out the door, right back into the world as the love we've received. A hundred little Christs. Mine eyes have seen a vestry gathering around a shared rule of life. Who knew such a thing were possible? A life of prayer, reading scripture, and sacrificial service. A vestry who, while still holding to their fiduciary duty, know that it is only an acquaintanceship, only in friendliness, friendship, union, and communion with the living God in Christ, that we know where we are to go next, where this God is calling this community. Thank you, wardens, Bob and Bill. Thank you, Vestry. My eyes have seen cathedral greens, funeral arrangement, Easter lilies, hachu. That's a joke. Memorials that stopped me dead in my tracks and caused me to wonder at the beauty of holiness. Thank you, Bonnie and the Flower Guild. Mine eyes have seen front desk volunteers stuffing envelopes, maintaining the church calendar, greeting folks who arrive at our doors, answering phones in the spirit of welcoming the stranger. Thank you, Carrie, Margie Coleman, Ann Ellingson, and Bonnie Weiss. Mine eyes have seen flu shots, whooping cough, and pneumonia vaccines administered by the dozen, thank you, Josie Stone. Mine eyes have seen pilgrims met for spiritual direction, counsel, couples counseled, new unions celebrated, hospital visits, communions to the homebound, hospital rooms for those without shelter, last rites administered, the blessed assurance of God's love for us even in the loss of a loved one in the funeral liturgy. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know thou art with me. Thank you, Lord, who trampled down death by death and who goes ahead of us to prepare a way where so often we see no way. Mine eyes have seen trimmed wicks, carefully warmed water ewers, poured over babies' heads at baptism, polished candlesticks, press corporals and altar linens, vessels lovingly filled. Teach me, my God and King, in all things thee to see, and what I do in anything to do it as for thee. Thank you, Carolyn Roll and the Altar Guild. Mine eyes have heard God glorified on organ and hymn and anthem and harpsichord, on timpani and viola and the songs of the little ones and two big vestments and shuffling feet. 
Thank you, Chris and George and Adam and Halden and Emily, our section leaders and the volunteer choir. Mine eyes have seen love come down as a sheltering wing of a mother hen gathering the formerly homeless and providing them with a place to call their own, with the community, with fellowship, with worship and prayer, with pastoral presence when the chances and changes of, of this life get too much to bear. Thank you, Shannon and Michael Riding and Chris Wooten and a dozen others for your ministry of presence at the point. Thank you, Maddie Movsisian, for your generous gift. And thank you, Vestry, for the vision and courage to open your hands so that others might find room at the inn. Mine eyes have seen parishioners serving the diocese on standing committee, council, and commission on ministry. Thank you, Standing Committee President Kurt Cook. Thank you, Joe Frank and Michelle. It's hard. There's so much goodness, you know. <laughs> it just bursts. Mine eyes have seen the Tuttle School flourish and, and bloom. People formed in the faith discerning their ministry. Thank you, Libby, for this and countless mercies that literally tumble out of your overflowing open hands. Mine eyes have seen parishioners gathered to pray the scriptures and write their own prayers of the people for use in the Sunday liturgy. Thank you, Bob and Nancy and Jen and Stephen. Mine eyes have seen 1,300 people a month fed from Hildegard's food pantry under the gentle but firm guidance and leadership of Sabelle, Carey, and Bill Downs. Thank you, pantry volunteers. Mine eyes have seen another pantry open up at the point where the now sheltered still often find themselves food insecure. Thank you, Shannon and Bill. Mine eyes have seen our vintage group gather around food and fellowship to share their journey in the second half of life. Thank you, Ruth Stone. Mine eyes have seen a nominating committee work through a pandemic to bring a slate of candidates for bishop to the Diocese of Utah and an historic first ballot election of our Bishop Phyllis. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mine eyes have seen a transition committee craft a consecration weekend where our new bishop was ordained and celebrated, where she banged on these cathedral doors with her crozier and began her ministry in our midst. Thank you, Carolyn and Steve Roll, Kurt and Mother Holly. Thank you, Bishop, for heeding the Spirit's call. Mine eyes have seen pilgrims gathered in the Bates Room on Sunday morning to learn of God's love for each of us and to learn to live it more fully, to know you, Christ, and make you known, not only with our lips but in our lives. Mine eyes have seen Monthly quiet days, Saturday night contemplative light in the darkness, Eucharists with Tizay chant, Lexio Divina, and simple resting in God. Thank you, God, for coming to us. Thank you, God, for renewing us and equipping us for your service. Mine eyes have seen readers heralding God's word to us, ushers taking up the people's gifts, and Eucharistic ministers reminding us that the welcome table is always open. Mine eyes have seen acolytes disappearing in self-forgetful service in the liturgy that we might worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness.
Thank you, David and Michelle, and to all the acolytes. Mine eyes have seen community of hope gather monthly to be shaped into pastoral presences for people in rehabs, people in assisted living facilities and nursing homes. Thank you, Carolyn Urschler and Chris Lecluse and all the ministers for being a listening presence. Mine eyes have seen people shamed and blamed and pronounced broken for loving who they love or how they identify, find shelter, soulless acceptance, and community. Thanks be to God. Mine eyes have seen the Good Samaritan Committee create a grant application process for distributing a sustainable portion of our investment revenue to people and organizations in our community that God's justice might indeed roll down like waters and God's righteousness roll on like an ever-flowing stream in this place, in this city. Thank you, Judy and Bill and Camille. Mine eyes have seen communion taken each week from this altar, each Sunday by our lay Eucharistic ministers as God-bearers to the homebound. Mine eyes have seen worship bulletins, funeral bulletins, Holy Week bulletins, and constant contacts, website postings, Facebooks, Instagrams, a podcast. Thank you, Jennifer. Mine eyes have seen the advocacy work of the Creation Care Committee in pr protecting public lands, tons of carbons pulled from the air of this valley by a solar array on our very own roof. Thank you, Ron Barnes. Mine eyes have seen the Finance Committee gather to discern how best to be stewards of our gifts. The Budget Committee craft a vision for how best to use those gifts in ministering to this congregation, this community, and the world. Thank you, John, Bonnie, Jim, Bob, Bill, and Evelyn. Mine eyes have seen stewardship emerge not as membership dues to some private club, not as a fee for service, but as a practice of giving to God our first fruits, not just what's left over, as we journey into generous living and giving. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Mine eyes have seen a bookkeeper and a treasurer who's wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove guidance prods us to be prudent yet responsive, stewards of God's gifts. Thank you, John Darcy. And thank you, Andrew Prezello. Mine eyes have seen weekly lay-led Bible study, a short story group, weekly meetings for prayer and silence where God meets us beyond thoughts, words, and images. Thank you, Bob Lloyd and Carolyn Urschler and Judy Atherton. Mine eyes have seen faith leaders from a mosaic of traditions gathered as the interfaith roundtable in the parish hall, sharing perspectives, honoring differences, and coming together to make a difference. Thank you, Josie Stone. Mine eyes have seen this lovely, historic, cranky building cared for, cleaned, repaired, its gardens tended, its children and family-friendly spaces renewed, its dean's dungeon cleaned out, its leaky faucets fixed. Thank you, Bill Downs, John O'Shea, Donovan, Brooke, Carolyn, and Steve Roll, Carolyn Urschler, Phil, and Michael, and the Garden Committee. Now, Lord, I ask, where are you leading us?
Where do we hear your voice calling in, in the night? Into more intentional giving that our pledges support and sustain the basic operating costs of offering this dwelling place of the Lord to the community to be sure. Open our wallets that we might remain an open door to the tent of, to be a tent of meeting for all people. Where else are you calling, Lord? Surely into deep, transforming, transfiguring union and communion with you. Each one of us gathered here to hear our name spoken on God's lips like Mary Magdalene in the garden, to close the gap between Sunday morning and Thursday afternoon that we might dwell in your house always, even in the midst of what people call ordinary life to be, as Bishop Curry and Bishop Phyllis exhort us, rooted in Jesus and walk his walk, walk his boundary-crossing way of love each day, turning and learning and worshiping and praying, going, blessing, and resting. Into deeper service, of course, to the last, at least, the lost and left behind at Hildegard's, yes, at the point, yes, in caring for God's good creation, but, but where else, Lord? When we look with these Easter eyes, with eyes unshackled by slavery to the fear of death, undimmed by self-centeredness, with eyes attuned to the oneness in Christ, who's not here? Why not? Who's left for dead in the ditch? Well, we cross to the other side of the road. Finally, you hear God calling us into deeper evangelism, the dreaded E-word for all Episcopalians. But we're called in our baptism to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ by word and example to all those outside these walls so that they too might know in their bones the belovedness that is the only true thing that we can ever say about ourselves or others. Beloved. God's here. God's always dancing and singing can we, cathedral family, be sung out of ourselves, danced away from cramped self-enclosure? One little mustard seed of a yes at a time, I pray that Christ's risen life might come to flower in each of us. Yes, Lord, let it be with us according to your word. May we say with John the Baptist, I must decrease, he must increase. May we say with Paul, it is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. May we heed your call to come and see and stay and remain and then go as a sent people as your boundary-crossing blessing. We present ourselves to you, O Christ. Make us instruments of your peace. Amen.